Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 453, When Your World Turns Upside Down. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Barb Rankin, and yesterday, Sunday, July the 3rd, 2016, I celebrated 17 years of being cancer-free. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share a lesson about the time that my world turned upside down for a period of time when I was diagnosed with cancer. Happy Monday. I'll bet I confused you for a few minutes when you heard my voice instead of Daryl's. And no, you didn't lose a day and you didn't miss an episode. It really is Monday, July the 4th. And Daryl was gracious enough to give me today's epi because it's the closest I could get to July 3rd, my cancer-free anniversary, as I mentioned in the intro. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, it's really great to start off the week with you. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you're in the United States, as I am, then you might be celebrating a long weekend since it's the 4th of July, and we're celebrating our country's Independence Day. That means... Cooking on the grill, hamburgers, chicken, corn, potato salad, watermelon. Have I made you hungry yet? Because that's what's on my menu for today. Mm, I can't wait. Now, our local community here in Phoenix had a festival and fireworks show last Friday evening to kick off the weekend. And there are several other displays in the Phoenix area tonight. I enjoy watching fireworks every year. The lights, the boom as they explode in the air, the synchronized music. My cats don't like the noise and they usually hide under the bed or under the couch. And the dogs in my neighborhood begin barking and they just go nuts. So remember, keep your pets indoors and safe. Too many may run away and end up in the local animal control or in the local shelter. And we don't want them scared. They're such cute little furry kids, aren't they? However, you celebrate this day in America's history. Enjoy it. And remember what it means. Our forefathers who fought for our right to be a sovereign nation. Now there's one other item on the agenda, and that's the Golden Spiral Media meetup that's taking place on Thursday of this week in Chicago. Daryl and a number of other Golden Spiral Media hosts, including me, are going to be in town for podcast movement, and we want to meet you. I'm really looking forward to finally meeting a few of our hosts face-to-face, and our listeners, too. And I'm going to see a few folks that I've already met, like Daryl. Everybody is invited to come hang out, meet other listeners and GSM hosts face-to-face, eat some tasty food, enjoy some cold drinks. The meetup is going to be held at the D4 Irish Pub and Cafe on July 7th at 6.30 Chicago time. If you haven't done so, then please go ahead and RSVP so that we have enough space reserved. I'm really looking forward to meeting folks. I hope we have a great turnout. And honestly, I think that besides all the great food I'm going to eat today, that's probably going to be the highlight of my week. And I really hope to see you there. So that's it for the news. So why don't we jump into our fun fact for today? Well, I don't think that cancer is a fun fact. So you're not going to get any statistics on that. And since July 3rd falls on a Sunday this year, This episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday isn't going to be heard on Sunday. It's being heard today. 
And since everybody in the United States already knows what happened on July 4th for Independence Day, guess what? You're going to get fun facts about what happened on July 3rd in history. Now, these fun facts come to you from onthisday.com and from timelines.ws. And so here's a fun fact within the fun fact. .ws is the internet country domain for Samoa. Now, I didn't know that Samoa had its own internet country domain, but it does, and it's .ws. So if you see it, you know what it is. Okay, the first one. In 987, and these are all in A.D., Hugh Capet, or Hugh the Great, was crowned the King of the Franks, and he helped make Paris the center of French political, cultural, and religious life. In 1608, the city of Quebec was founded by Samuel de Champlain, and it was originally a trading post, so yay Canada! In 1767, Norway's oldest newspaper that is still in print published its first edition, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, Adressiavisen. So it's 249 years old that it has been publishing. That is a long time. So I guess next year, 250 years, they're probably going to have a great celebration. In 1880, Science was first published. Do you know who provided the initial funding to get this publication started? None other than Thomas Alva Edison. Makes sense since he made a lot of inventions, right? Now, 10 years later, in 1890, Idaho became the 43rd state to join the United States of America. Hmm, I'm suddenly hungry for a potato. In 1930, the U.S. Congress created the U.S. Veterans Administration. In 1940, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello made their first appearance on NBC Radio. I wonder who was on first. Okay, so speaking of first, in 1962, Jackie Robinson became the first African-American to be inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. In 1986, Mikhail Baryshnikov became a U.S. citizen at Ellis Island in New York Harbor. And finally, on July 3rd in 1987, two men became the first hot air balloon travelers to cross the Atlantic. British millionaire Richard Branson and Swedish-born Per Lindstrad. The balloon's designer were forced to jump into the sea as their craft went down off the coast of Scotland. I'm not sure that jumping into the sea would be much fun. Something simpler and easier would be contributing to the Friday Forum. And I want all of you to be part of it. You may not have a story about flying a hot air balloon, or maybe you do, but the Friday Forum is your opportunity to share what you've learned so that other listeners and I can learn from you. It can be a message as short as 30 seconds, or it can be several minutes long. And it doesn't really matter, as long as it's something that will benefit others. Who knows, maybe you have a story from your 4th of July celebration, from a barbecue that you want to share. You can type it out, you can send in a voicemail, whatever you have, we'll take it. You can participate in the Friday Forum by by visiting our feedback page or calling our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. And you know that mailbag is going to be empty, and so send something in. Go ahead and send in a contribution. We would love to hear from you. So here's what I learned yesterday. I remember the day, the time, and exactly where I was when I found it. 
the lump. Shock and denial were my first thoughts. I checked again. I had to be wrong. But I knew that I wasn't. I had a wonderful doctor in Baltimore who believed that the more his patients knew, the better prepared they would be to identify any issues or problems should they occur. So he showed me his little plastic model on which I could feel the difference between breast cysts and potential cancer lumps. Thanks to that doctor, when I found my lump years later, I knew what it was. I wasn't just suspicious. I knew. At this point in time, I lived in Phoenix. I had a new doctor, and when I saw her less than one week later, I knew I was right when I saw the look on her face after she examined me. She didn't say the C word, but she started me on the next step, another mammogram. I had had a mammogram a mere two months earlier, and nothing unusual had been found, but this one pointed toward the need for more tests. I hadn't told anyone at this point. I think that even though I had very strong suspicions that this was cancer, I was still denying that this was real, that this was really happening. I was only 43 years old, and no one, and I mean no one in my family, ever had cancer. They all had heart problems, not cancer. How could this happen? It was time to engage my support system. I told my manager what was happening and that I would need to take time off from work for tests. I told my friends at church and asked them for their prayers. I told my best friends, and they were ready to do anything to help. It was hard for me to do this. It made me feel vulnerable and out of control. And I was normally the person who helped others and kept it all together. But not this time. This was quickly becoming a lesson in allowing others to help me and learning to accept help graciously. I began researching everything and anything I could find on breast cancer. I scoured the Internet. I called organizations for information. I went to the local library. I found the quote-unquote gold standards for treatment, depending on the type and stage of cancer. Now, it kept me busy, but it also made it more impersonal, as if I was researching for somebody else and not for me. I guess that was probably the denial mechanism. Until they told me it was cancer, I could continue to hope that it wasn't. Next up was a needle biopsy in which a needle is inserted into the suspicious area and the cells are removed for further examination. It hurt, and it was uncomfortable, not to mention that I was very nervous about the test, knowing that we were getting closer to either saying it was or it wasn't cancer. After the test, which was on St. Patrick's Day, I met my friends at a local establishment but was definitely not in the mood for a celebration. I was told that the lump had to be removed, and on tax day, April 15th, I had surgery to remove it. A week later at the doctor's office, he and the nurse looked grim as they entered the room. Cancer. We're never promised that life will be easy in this world. There will be times when your world turns upside down, either for you or for a loved one. It could be a divorce, a serious illness a terrible accident, a death. When this happens, and it will, each of us needs to make a personal choice. Will I let this defeat me, or will I fight it? Will I survive it? Will I find a new path? Will I let others help me? Will I learn how to live with these new circumstances, be they permanent or be they temporary? You're going to be in shock for some period of time. Recognize that you're in shock and that your judgment may be impaired. 
And this is when it is important to have a friend with you, to talk to, to ask questions of doctors if your mind can't process everything. Shock is a normal reaction. After shock, you need to make a decision, fight or flight. People react in different ways. I've known people in terminal situations. One refused to acknowledge what was happening. One chose to let her life in quietly. And two others chose to fight with everything that they had. One of those folks remains alive today. A miracle after five years. You need to respect the choice that someone else may make, even if it would not be your choice. You may not know how you would react unless you walk in their shoes. When I left the doctor's office, I called a very good friend who immediately said she would pick me up. When I saw her, that was the only time I cried. Then determination kicked in. Well, it actually kicked in when the doctor said I had cancer. He asked if I wanted to wait a few weeks to think about my options, and I said, no, give me the name of several oncologists and let's get started. I had already had a trip scheduled to Miami to begin packing mom's things for her eventual move to Phoenix, and I began radiation treatments the Monday after I returned. Seven weeks of daily treatments at the hospital. One of my best friends from Baltimore flew out for the last week of treatment, driving me around and forcing me to eat. It was great to have someone else in the house every day to offer support. Radiation treatment leaves you exhausted with no appetite, and the effects last for a year. I'd come home from work, I'd be in bed at 7 p.m., sleep until 6 a.m., and then I'd sleep for most of the weekend. This is where my friends really came to my aid. They mowed my postage stamp-sized lawn, bought me food, and ran errands for me. When the drugs that I was also given made me sick, they were there to support me. They took me to the doctor, and they made me laugh, reminding me of my conviction to fight when things got tough. I also learned that it was okay to fire a doctor. One doctor actually laughed when I walked into his office with my folder of research and when I began asking questions, and that meeting ended rather quickly. It's okay to get rid of doctors and others who are not positively contributing to your well-being. You're better off without them. One year later, I began to feel like my old self again. I've had two false positives since then, just enough to scare me, but they were just that. They were false. The cancer has not returned, and I am grateful and blessed to celebrate 17 years of being cancer-free. Good riddance. So here's what I've learned. When your world turns upside down, remember, you can't change what has happened. You need to face it and accept it. This is what it is. And then you start asking yourself, what can I positively do about it? Here's some things that you might ask. I don't know why this has happened. Guess what? You may never know. How is it that I was the first person in my family with cancer? Well, I guess someone had to be first. But I needed to spend my energy dealing with it and not trying to figure out why or where it happened in my in my genes. I could worry about it, but that's not going to change where I was. Worrying would have left me frozen, and I would not have been able to do what needed to be done to take care of myself. I needed to spend my time learning what I could do to change or influence the situation. 
and you would have to make the same decision. And so you say to yourself, I will vent when I need to vent. I will cry when I need to cry. I will mourn when I need to mourn. But I will not stay in those places longer than I need to. My life will change for a short period of time or a long period of time. My life is always in some stage of change. This is another stage. What is my plan? How will I deal with this? Who will be on my team supporting me, giving me encouragement, helping me, praying for me? I will ask for help. I will seek out my friends and I will embrace my faith and my hope. I don't have to do this alone. I will rejoice and the little victories along the way. I will be proactive. I will keep a positive attitude. I will keep moving forward one step at a time, one day at a time. I won't just survive. I will thrive. I will not give up. I'm Barb Rankin, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you would leave a review in iTunes.